Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Get Off My Lone Geeks Podcast, Long Party. Episode 15 with David Crownson. So it's funny, so when it's, I'm a little sick right now. My throat is a little messed up, so I apologize for this awful, sickly intro of grossness. I promise no one else is going to get sick for hearing this podcast. Viruses don't work that way. Unfortunately, until the future, maybe one day, it will work that way. I have no idea. But in this episode of Get Off Milan Geeks Podcast, Long Party, I sit with David Crownson, a great friend of mine, an actor, a writer. He just makes things awesome. And in this episode, we sit down and we talk about Miles Morales. For anyone who doesn't know that, he is the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Spoilers give you a second to kind of pause this or fast forward for the next 10 seconds. Peter Parker's dead in the ultimate series of Spider-Man and Miles Morales picks up the torch and it's a new series with a new main character, everything like that. Nothing's really the same and it's a lot of fun and David Crowns took it upon himself to make a Facebook page for Miles Morales and that you could find that at facebook.com slash Spider-Man M.M. So go ahead and go check that out. And we also talk about some of the things that we did together, uh, like film-wise, resumes, life of an actor in the New York City area. It's a great sit down and talk to him. He's a very energetic person and unbelievable and a great person to have on this podcast because we just were cracking up for most of the time. At some points, it did get serious and we really did talk about a lot of good stuff. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Google+, you can follow me personally at Genobi87, you can follow Brandon Nerdsbeware at Twitter as well, Amanda, Instagram at StarPrincess1988, and this episode is brought to you by Richie Knuckles Arcade, and you can go ahead on every Friday at Bridgewater Commons area, or if you go to the Flemington, he has on Friday nights, $10, oh you could play classic arcades, how awesome is that? It's always a good time to go just hang out and play classic card games, live your childhood, and it's just a lot of fun. See if you can beat a world record. It is completely up to you. I am not going to try anytime soon, but I am pretty good at the game Tapper for some reason. I guess I like to serve beer. I have no idea, but I like the game and it's a lot of fun. So go check out Rich Knuckles Arcade and also go check out Dan Garofalo's page, danielgarofalo.com to check out Arcade Culture, the video, and check out our podcast that we recorded earlier. But yes, thank you, David, for coming on the show. We will have a couple more hostfuls for you. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait to sit down with Brandon and Amanda again. And I hope I get better because my throat and my face feels funny. And even right now, I'm kind of hallucinating a little bit. And I should probably go to sleep. But I'm doing this podcast because I want everyone to listen to David Crownson. So thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy your time. Play games, tabletops, just do it. And if it makes you happy, it's okay. And right now, I'm about to tussin it up and then go to sleep. And for people who don't know who tussin is, the rubber tussin. Tussin. Drinking tussin. That's enough of me. All right, thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. just sound like now nah, it's not like fat out but <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but we are live. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Get Off Online Geeks podcast, and I am your host, uh, Jonathan. You can find me on Twitter at Genovia87. And my guest, finally, I've tried so... <laughs> I don't even know. I tried so badly for you to be on the show for who knows how long. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, another Taya Perry movie came out, so I've kind of been busy with, like, <laughs> Medea's Christmas and Medea's Witness Protection. I'm being sarcastic now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is my lovely guest, and this is a David Crownson. Hi, everybody. Give an applause. It's Give just, an applause. It's just me. It's just Get me. Get off my lawn, you geeks. Uh, that sounds like... How did you come up with that title? For, for this podcast, I'm just um, curious. Well, I, we meet... Clint Eastwood? Yes. <laughs> well, I had to do a lot with... Well, that's actually one of the funny things. So, Gran Torino... It was just funny how he always like screamed like he was an older man and yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. like younger people to get off my lawn and geeks. Uh-huh. And I feel like older nerds and older geeks are kind of like that in a sense where you're taking you see these young hipster geeks as mm-hmm. they like to call them now, and they just are like stopping all over. There's there's the older people are stopping ground. So you, as an older nerd and older geek and more experienced uh, person who loves this stuff. Longer, you tend to not like the newcomers as much. Yeah, dude, I understand. Like, I completely identify with that. Like, this past summer when they introduced um, that the Batman was going to be in the next like Superman movie, mm-hmm. uh, Man of Steel two or Justice, whatever it's called, it's probably gonna be a, a, a freaking Justice League movie. Excuse me. Um, like when they said that first quote, like. You know, like you've read the book, right? The the Dark Knight yes. Returns. Yes. And that quote where uh, they get, they don't say like, "Oh, this is bad." By the way, they just read that quote of like, uh, "Clark, you know, I'm going to strangle you or whatever." Like it's the line from The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh snap, they're doing Batman!" But all these like, freaking seventeen year olds and you know, teen teenagers and or people who are just like. Just twenty. Yeah. They're like, what? I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. understand. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, mom. And like, mom, 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 mom. And, 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 hashtag, I don't get it, please. And then Warner Brothers knew that that was going to happen, so they took it a step further. Like, all right, just make up a freaking Batman symbol. Just put it with Superman. <laughs> we know they're not gonna get it. So you know, oh I understand that. Yes. So that's basically me and Brandon sat down, and Amanda. We all sat down, and we were just spitballing. Names are like, what are we gonna name uh, the podcast? What are we gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, get off my London Geeks podcast. It's like a right. really long, like, heavy-winded name. But at the same time, it's just like, it's just get off my London Geeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep adding podcasts to everything. So like, literally everything is just I add podcasts because just in cases, you know, if someone else has get off my London Geeks, mm-hmm. we are the podcast version of it. And I basically took everything and you know, from the website to to Facebook to Google Plus. To Twitter, like I try to take the name as as like everywhere that I could possibly could. So and that's basically how how uh, how I get that. How did you get the name David Crownson? <laughs> well, I, I think like you know when my parents were done like you know um, what's it called uh, making love to birth me. Um, Let's get it on. Oh, oh, oh all right, that's, all right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Uh, like I think my my parents are like my parents are fairly religious and you know they love the David and Goliath story and you know it's actually an awesome story. 
<laughs> David and Goliath's story is an awesome story. Yes, yes. So I've like... been to church a few times. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> By church, he means watching Doctor Who on Sunday. <laughs> I don't, uh, being a Whovian is a religion, David. That's not... It's, it's serious business, all right? And that's a whole other can of worms. I, <laughs> I, I just say these, like, I think I should probably get into it because I keep seeing these t-shirts and these memes and I have I, I, never... I have a few t-shirts really? now. Yeah, I have a, I have one that says keep calm and don't regenerate, which is what every doctor does after they they die to keep to, to keep the thing alive. Mhm. And then so then I also have another shirt that is from Tom Baker's character, the fourth doctor, and you see him and it's kind of like shrine like and it. it's fantastic. It's just absolutely like this show is ever since Matt Smith Ever since Matt Smith, it like it blew up tremendously. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's it's just been a lot of fun. It's been going on since like the the seventies or sixties, right? Earlier in the early sixties, yeah, mid sixties, wow. I think. Oh, that, that's interesting. So so, okay, so it makes sense that like he can change and regenerate. Yeah, so regeneration years. is basically an excuse to cancel one character and have oh. another one. So that's that's basically what the regeneration process is. But it's a lot of fun. Um, people like certain doctors. Some people don't like certain doctors, and. So that's how it is, but it's a lot of fun. But David and Goliath story, is that really what happened? Yeah, they're like, we're going to call you David because we like the David and Goliath thing, and, you know, Crownson is like, actually, it's an interesting story. Oh, um, do tell, sir, do tell. Crownson is actually an, is Irish, actually. Like my, For everybody who doesn't know, David is black. Yes, I am an African-American man. <laughs> that's right. I, I show, I, I With talk, an Irish last name. With an Irish last name. Can you do an Irish accent? Uh, uh, sh- I, 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 I can try. I can try doing an Irish accent. Oh um, no, it comes up kind of Scottish actually. I'm trying to do it right now. You're done. Cut off. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Most black. You sound like a beetle. I, like I, I do sound like a beetle. Most black people don't get asked to play. To play. I, I'm an actor too. Like most, we 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 usually don't get asked to play Irish people or or anything like that. What's his name before he passed away? He played an Irish, a, a black Irishman and um. James, full throttle. James Avery? No, no, and full throttle. Uh, Charlie's Angels, full throttle. Uh, before he passed Bernie away, Mac. Bernie Mac. Yeah, remember he played a black Irish, like he was trying to do a cover up of to be a black Irish man. Remember that? No, I don't remember that because <laughs> I, I didn't see Charlie's Angels full throttle that summer. I went to go see the Hulk like a man, <laughs> summer two thousand three. So and you saw the you saw the. What's it? The Ang Lee one. The Ang Lee one. It, it was... I, I, I was actually really pumped for that movie. I was, too. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the Hulk, and I yeah. and I really love The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. It was... Me, uh, too, man. Edward Norton, I didn't think... I honestly didn't think that... Um, you were going to enjoy it that much? I didn't think I was going to enjoy it that much, because after Iron Man, you know, then it was the Hulk, and then everyone was just so pumped for Iron Man, and it just, it just went crazy that I felt like The Incredible Hulk... Didn't get as much play as it should have. It, it didn't get so much. It, it was so like. Well, I, I enjoyed the Incredible Hulk first of all, but um, the studio was like, it's 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 not gonna do well. Quick, so someone give someone give Robert Downey Jr. a wig and eight million dollars <laughs> <laughs> and throw him in, in the in the in the final credit scene, you know, and it, it did and it didn't make sense. But he didn't care. He made eight million dollars, and you know, is that really what he made? He made eight million bucks just to do the cameo. That's Awesome. That is absolutely... To be the life. So, yeah, so David Cranston is sitting with me. My guest, he is an actor, a I writer. Am. I am. And I occasionally help him out or bail him out in some ways. Jeez, and, 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 
And we do videos together. Uh, you really we do. You help me out a lot. He's one of my main go-to actors because I don't know anybody else. <laughs> when I know other people, I will never work with this Negro again, <laughs> is what he was trying to say, everyone. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, stay away. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, that's an actor I would like to work with. Yeah, man, I think he's, I mean, he's always, he's going to get snubbed this year, so I'm kind of mad about it. Oh, yeah, of course he's getting snubbed this year. Yeah, because of... Fruitville Station did not, is not as uh, popular to the Oscar audience as I thought it would be. Yeah, I, and over, over the summer it was, I think, I think they were trying to, like, do some Trayvon Martin correlation stuff. That's why uh, it was, It like, just came out the wrong it time. It came out, yeah. yeah so. Kind of just like uh, mm -hmm. that really bad Ben Siller movie, yeah, uh, yeah. Watch, Neighborhood oh, yeah, Watch. Yeah, Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. And, like, you know, but that... Actually, um, I, I, I actually, based off um, the whole Trayvon Martin case, I came up with the idea for my ultimate Spider-Man uh, fan fiction, like, film slash, like, Series. So you're writing a fan fiction on the Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah, I am. I, I'm I, I'm writing it because I don't know. During the this is how it came to be. Mm -hmm. um, first, I was just kind of the, the, I was following the Trayvon Martin case, and I was really angry, you know, and but not anything to do with me, like as a black man, just as a man. I was I was just mad that this was happening, you know. It was pretty intense. Yeah. And you know, the final verdict, spoiler, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, live in a, we live in a spoiler, like, life where if you ruin certain something for it, so... Dude! Dude, why you tell me the end of the table market? I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting to, like, to, to go on Netflix. <laughs> That's the you? only joke that you can do about this. Brilliant, John. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. Um, but yeah, so when the jury came out, I don't know. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, how did this yeah. happen? I think you were out of town, I think. Yes, I was actually... You, you were in your homeland, I think. <laughs> I was not in Guatemala. And my homeland is not uh, Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was actually visiting my ex-girlfriend's parents. Mm hmm and we were there, and we were sitting in the trademark Martin case, and I saw, like, it's one of those things, like, where you see history in the making. Like, I wasn't, uh, when did the whole uh, O.J. Simpson case happen? Like, 1994. I wasn't old enough to register that. So this is, like, oh, yeah. this is our generation's <clears throat> O.J. Yeah. Simpson trial. Yeah, because back in those days, I was like, I was like, yo, man, I, when they're like, O.J. is not guilty, I was like, whatever, like, freaking... Tommy's the Green Ranger, and he messed up the Zoras. That was on my mind. <laughs> Your mind was like, how the hell does a flute bring out like this weird yeah. Godzilla-looking thing? Yeah, how does that happen? Like, where is Zordon? Where is he? Where is he? Where's Alpha? Where's like, Alpha? Can I come be Alpha 5! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. This is a gay robot. No offense. I... <laughs> yeah, so it's just like... I don't know. So the Trayvon Martin case... So you bring back to your point. Yes. Is that how um, you found? Yeah, because I was just like I was mad. I was mad also because around the same time, this is where it comes back to thing being getting racial. Um, that uh, what's it called? That Hunger Games movie came out and on tw Twitter like exploded because people were mad that uh, the girl Prue, the actress who played Prue, mm -hmm. um, was like. Prim. Prim, yeah. prim, prim. No, no. Prim's no, that's the, the sister. sister. Yeah, Prue's, Rude. Rude. Prue's like that one girl who looks like 
No, I know, I know. That's not her name, though. I think it's... I forget Rue, her name. Something Rue. Rue or Prue. Rue. I, 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 I am so sorry to uh, Hunger Games fans. Like, extreme Hunger Games fans. I like the films. I haven't read the books. Um, I read the books. I just remember her name. I always forget. Oh, be mad at John, not I me. Really, huh? <laughs> I forget people's names easily. Like, a lot of a lot of people... She was in it for one book, and she played a big deal. But, like you were going to say, like a lot of people were upset that yeah, she was... Yeah, that, that they cast, like, an African-American to play. And Twitter... Like, so many people on Twitter were like, saying terrible things. I was shocked. It was, like, over a million people. Mm-hmm. Like, one person, this is, like, an educator, like a teacher, she said, you know, when I read the book, you know, I thought she was white. And when I watched the movie and realized they cast a black actress, I, I didn't feel sorry anymore when she died. I was like, whoa! Now, I'm curious, you know? I'm curious, you didn't feel sorry for a while? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? She's like, when the book, I felt so sorry for that character when I thought she was white. But when I read the, when I watched the movie and it was a black actress, I didn't feel sorry anymore. And so, like, these I are didn't, tweets. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, so, that was before, like, I really fell into the whole Twitter universe. Yeah, I'm not a big extreme mm-hmm. Facebook universe. I'm not saying like I'm an expert by mm-hmm. any means or necessarily like I tweet here and I tweet there for you know the podcast for myself if I find something funny. Um, but some people's reactions on on Twitter are mm-hmm. just absolutely insane. Yeah, because I think this generation has the they have the safety of being like anonymous or not being anonymous, where you can just send say something on your computer and you know they can they don't really have to answer to it except you know an outrageous thing from your computer but in, anywho to get to the point like i was just it was the Trayvon Martin thing yeah and you know conservative america being like this isn't a big deal that kid deserved to die and then um this hunger games thing and i, I was just kind of like getting really mad mm-hmm. and as a man and like as an african american and I just was just imagining, like, you know, Trayvon Martin, and I was reading a Spider-Man comic book. I'm like, I'm so mad that that kid, like, had to die. Like, what if that dude just changed into Spider-Man and just, like, webbed up that, like, idiot? And I was like, hey! <laughs> and, uh, Bingo! And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this case, and I'm following, uh, what's his name, the guy who killed him, um, whatever, his, he's an idiot. I'm like, that guy sounds George like Zimmerman? Yeah, George Zimmerman. I'm like, he's he's kind of like Eddie Brock a little bit. He should be like Venom. Yeah. So I started writing this story where like the same thing happened, except, you know, Miles Morales, who is Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man. The ultimate, in the Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. universe, mm-hmm. uh, there is a Spider-Man mm-hmm. who is half black and half Latino yes. from Puerto Rican descent, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's it called? This was after Peter... Spoiler again. Yeah, spoiler alert, so if you haven't read uh, Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> in the last two years, what are you doing with your life? Um, <laughs> well, Peter Parker dies in the Ultimate Universe, yeah. uh, kind of like, almost almost kind of like how it is now in, in the regular mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man, which is now Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We have to get back to it. So New Spider-Man came to be like a, a brand new hero, a brand new character, a brand yeah. new origin. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. For me personally, just because finally there was a main like, super big hero that was of race. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter if he was, you know, black, Latino, or whatever race it could be. I was just happy that it was something other than just a regular, normal, uh, just white character. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, <laughs> at first, like, I would have been worried if it was a different writer, like... Um, because it would have been like, oh man, because I've read comics where there's a black superhero, and they always try to make him a black superhero, 
what's great about this Spider-Man, Miles Morales, they make him just a guy. He's just a dude, normal guy. Like, yeah. Even, like, I don't think until recently they haven't even mentioned he's like, I'm black, by the way, or I'm half black, half Hispanic. They've never mentioned it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and and it's it's beautifully written, man. Yeah, no, I read I read a few of the yeah. the issues, and I was really blown away what yeah. they're doing with the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. So with that, with the Trayvon Warren case, with what you were feeling, those emotions at the certain time, you thought of writing something. Yeah, I started just writing like stories, and I started. Uh, you know, um, talking to friends to do voiceovers for it, and I started talking to um, a few friends to do, like, uh, some voiceover work for them. Like, all right, I know I'm going to do... I, I don't think I could come up with an, a live-action thing um, and do it the way I would want to do it. And around the same time, a, a few friends of mine did, like, a Power Rangers um, fan fiction. Look out for it, MMPR! <laughs> I, did you see the, the trailer for the first yeah, episode? Yeah, man. So anyone, there's a non-profit, uh, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, mm-hmm. n- not, they're not you know, trying to make money off of it. This is mm-hmm. purely a pleasure project. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I, you know what? If, shout out, if anyone's through the grapevines knows, I would love to sit down with them and talk to them, because they would be fantastic. I know, and, uh, Do- Dominic, I'm so sorry if I mess with your last name, Dominic. It begins with an S. <laughs> uh, Dominic Seville. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're great. Yeah, yeah. so they, they started this whole you know, Kickstarter thing, which you know raised a whole lot of money and exceeded the expectations of people. And it's absolutely out of control for everyone, you know. I, in no way, shape, or form am I affiliated with them, but go check out their Facebook page, their YouTube page. They have trailers. They have uh, how they made things, certain convention things, because Power Rangers has always had a place in my heart personally since, you know, it first came out, being a 90s kid. That's what you'd watch on like a Saturday with that in, in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated series, which was fantastic. And I would sit at home playing Turtles in Time. And it was just absolutely amazing just to stand up and, you know, trying so hard to be a certain boss guy. So it's kind of like those nostalgia things that are coming back, which I'm really happy about. Yeah, Dominic Savilli is the fil- filmmaker behind it. Um, I'm actually a few, a few friends with some of the cast, and you know, I'm just, I saw what they were doing, and I'm like, oh, like I should do that. And they had like a Kickstarter. And I spoke with Dom, and I'm like, hey man, like what should I, like how 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 did you do that? And he started like speaking to me, like hey, you should start like a Facebook fan page, and I started a Facebook fan page, like us, like us, Ultimate Spider-Man on Facebook, Miles Morales film, like the like us, please. What um, was it? The Spider. If anyone just search it on Facebook, what was it? One more time. Ultimate Spider-Man. It's just it's Ultimate Spider-Man. There's nothing else with that whatsoever. There's a, it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Actually, I've been away from the project a little, a little bit. It's Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales <laughs> animated short film slash web series. But if you just type in Ultimate Spider-Man semicolon Miles Morales, it should pop up. Uh, there's a painting. Uh, on it that one of my friends did. He did this amazing painting of Miles. It's like Miles if he actually like exists like a live action painting. Like oh, that's awesome. Very Alex Ross esque. That's cool. Um, 
So I spoke to a few friends of mine, and I cast uh, my friend Jamal McCree, great actor. He was in, he's been, in, uh, he was on Broadway actually, in uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, he was in fantastic oh, movie, by the way. How was the play? What was oh, the it was great. It was awesome. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. He was amazing in it. Um, what else? So you're writing this animated short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seeing what other people do. So the thing that a lot of people don't don't really know or don't really understand, there's something you really want to do, like, and if it's obviously not hurting anybody else or hurting yourself, mm-hmm. but if there's something that you really want to do, like write a book or or travel across country or travel to a different different country altogether, different continent, wherever, just do it. Like do it within your means. Like just mm-hmm. at least start something, start planning or, mm-hmm. you know, have a, a huge goal and have little goals in between, mm-hmm. just just do it. And, like, that's another thing with your animated short and same thing with this podcast and the whole Joy Productions thing is I, I never had the drive to just start it. Right, yeah. And it's just, like, now that it's started, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really getting into it. Like, now it's just, like, it's just that first initial step. Yeah, and and exactly. that's that's what you did, right? You yeah, just, you're just like you saw what was happening in front of you, and you're like, I want a piece of this action. Yeah, you know, if you just lay like, well, I think there's a story uh, Will Smith said, you know, when you're talking about building like a wall, you know, you don't set out to build the biggest, baddest wall. You just lay one brick at a time, and by the end of it, you'll have a wall. You know, so I just um, it took a while actually, it took a long time. There's still more. Uh, I, I'm actually. I've been talking to a few animators actually, and I was shocked that there's so many people that have their reels for animating and like their personal information and stuff. Like a few guys who I talked to a few guys who animated for um, Tarzan. Nice. You know, and it, it looks great because they can actually do the agility and like the flexibility that I want. And it was it was very challenging because you know I want to incorporate what makes the art and the comic book so great. And make the action great too. Like, you know, right now I haven't like secured a complete um, animation team yet, because right now it's it's a challenge between finding someone that can do the action, but they can't do like the emotion. Yeah. Of just two 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 people talking. Like I watched when one one guy had a I won't say his name. I won't say their names. Um, but one guy was able to do so much awesome action. It was so beautiful, you know, like almost ballerina esque, but like still you get into like you know you get into the, the danger of it, and when these when someone's fighting and there's like punching and like you get into you feel every fist and kick. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is what I want. But then there was a scene of just two people just talking, and I was bored to tears. Well, that's when you have to mix design teams, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, you have one that's like a specialty of one thing. And maybe you have a specialty of a different thing. Maybe they could collaborate or do something, and you'll create either something absolutely amazing mm-hmm. or a giant stinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's been also, I, th- that's good. I should do that. Yeah, because the whole thing about art and passion and all this stuff is just like artist mentality is completely different. Um, it's just like everyone's out for themselves kind of mm-hmm. thing, or a lot of people. Not so much anymore. A lot with YouTube uh, actually surpassed that frame of thinking and a lot of more people are collaborating and working with each other and that's what artists should do they should come together and make something absolutely incredible 
and mm -hmm. you know, being with you, you being an actor, you being also a writer, we sit down and we and we think of these things. Yeah, yeah. And it's just great things happen. Mm -hmm. We had like ten minutes, and we made a video about like a stupid dating video. Yeah, yeah. it's not stupid, obviously, but I'm just saying like it only it took like funny. ten minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. I I think personally, um, I, I can't do things alone. I can't. Yeah, I, like I think only with this comp, with this little Ultimate Spider-Man thing, you know, I might be somewhere by myself, but I'm thinking of other voices, or I'm I'm reading the comics. Um, what's it called? Uh, like I, I recently got into Vine. Oh <laughs> and, yeah, and, Vine uh, famous now. Yeah, I'm Vine famous now. Look out! Who, who was the guy that? Came out, oh, um, what that? was his name? Yeah, a a Andrew Marbach. Yeah, I and, saw it. It was yeah. absolutely hysterical. <laughs> He called me over and he asked me just to like, hey man, can you do this? And he, he's Vine famous. And I was like, all right, what's the worst that could happen? And we did it, you know, and I got like 50,000 likes within 48 hours. Nice. And I he made me start one. And actually, I actually made my own like Vine video, which is kind of like something silly, you know. You, you, you know what's pretty funny? Mm -hmm. I think the, you definitely have to have like a sp specific personality for Vine. Like if you could either be like the rewind, the re rewind, rewind. Remember that movie? Remember that movie? Beacon Rewind. Sorry. A D D. Was that Jack Black? Jack Black and Most Def. Where's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Most Def. Continue. We should continue acting. He was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. But anyway, so you rewind it or you retweet it or whatever the mm -hmm. hell, whatever it's called. Um, but you have a specific personality. And especially you, I feel like you're a very animated person. You, you know, you're very Energetic, and I feel like that's what Vine uh, people have, and that's what makes them successful. Like they, beyond creation, it's also who they are because you're displaying yourself. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, some of it is is like an act. Like people are just acting it, but it literally, like I think you would be perfect for Vine. Yeah, I'm going to. I think I'm going to continue collaborating with him because I don't know. Whenever I'm by myself trying to do something, I never get anything done. Mm -hmm. If I'm with two or three other people, all of a sudden, twenty ideas come out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it was just brainstorming with different yeah. people. It's just a lot yeah. of fun, and it's fun. Like, yeah. it honestly, it's a good time. Like, you sit down and you're just laughing and joking, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's just like idea. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, where can we find you on Vine? Uh, if you go on Vine, just type in you know David Crownson. And that's the same for your Twitter. Yeah, it's it's aligned with my Twitter. I have just two videos up right now. Uh, Andrew's gonna release another one because he uh, he's actually very meticulous about it. He's very like strategic times when to post it. There is. There's actually, if for a lot of tweeters who don't know, there there is like a whole school of thought for vines and, and tweets, and especially if you know where your, your demographic is coming from, if it's coming from the West Coast, if it's coming from the East Coast, or if it's coming mm -hmm. to a different country, you release uh, the videos in time of where they're most awake, like mm -hmm. either lunchtime uh, dinner time. 4.30. Yeah, it's 4.30. On the way home from work. Uh, even 9, 9.30 is a good time as well yeah, yeah. because people are all online right before they go to sleep, which mm -hmm. is not healthy, by the way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't. Even though I'm probably going to do when I get home. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going like, to be on my iPad freaking like oh, yeah. watching Netflix until I fall asleep with it oh, yeah. on my face. Justice League. <laughs> I Ultimate watched... Spider-Man. Right. I watched the first four episodes of Justice League last night. <laughs> you know one of my favorite episodes is yeah. the conclusion to Batman Beyond. Yeah. A conclusion. Epilogue. The Epilogue. conclusion to Batman Beyond, I loved it. And I just, I thought mm -hmm. it was just an amazing episode because I... 
you have no idea. I loved Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. especially when I was a kid. And now that it's on Netflix, I'm rewatching it. Just like I'm rewatching Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on Hulu. It's like mm-hmm. these things when you were a kid that you loved so much. You're not really reliving it because you're not a kid. You don't have the same mentality, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at it in different eyes. Oh yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, like I think there was some funny. Like I was watching like Batman Beyond a lot this summer because I never watched like the third season a lot, and I was like, this is dark. <laughs> some of it, some of it got like, pretty real. Yeah, like. And some, like, of the humor, I never... I always looked past it as, like, a kid, because I was like, this looks so cool. Like, but, like kicking and flying. But, and I'm, like, watching, I'm like, there's some good dialogue here. Oh, like, yeah. There's some, like, yeah. The Wire-esque, you know... Like, all, all, it's like The Wire meets Breaking Bad meets mm-hmm. Law and Order. Like, it's really... It's, they're all... It's well-written. But, I, you know, the thing that I didn't think of until I got older was... Mm-hmm. They made it so good in the sense of you know dialogue and and story arcs and plots and all that is because there were a lot of older people when we were young younger mm-hmm. that loved Batman mm-hmm. like since it first came out or whenever they got into it like so there's always an older version of us obviously if you're the origins and you were there when it first came out kind of thing mm-hmm. but when we were watching Batman that's what they made it and read it and wrote it so well was because of these older people that were watching at the time. Yeah, man. I, like, the, like, the new stuff that they have now, like the new Batman shows, are just... Um, I personally haven't been able to get into them as much. Like Kevin, like Kevin, The Batman yeah, or something like that? Yeah, The Batman, or what's the one they had recently um, that's like 3D that's out right now? I don't know. Oh, well, they have a new like Batman like 3D show, and it's... On like, television? Yeah, on, on TV. I didn't know that. I think it's on CW. I think it, No, it's called Beware the Batman. Beware the Batman. Uh, I wonder like, if they're still selling lunchboxes. They pro- pro- hey, man, probably are. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, when I was doing research for, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, I went back and just was just watching all of these, you know, just to get, like, ideas. Like the 90s Spider-Man? Yeah, like... Uh. The, God. 90s Spider-Man. And... Can we can we talk about like the ending for a hot second? It never freaking ended. Wait, the, <laughs> it was the like 90s the Wayne's one? Brothers. Yeah, it's like. Oh no no that that had an ending. No, remember like so whatever they he goes he back saw, in time or he, whatever he goes in the future and yeah. he meets like his different versions of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They left him in a conclusion like he didn't get Mary Jane back yet. Yeah, that's and, what pissed me off. Well, no, it, it ends with like <laughs> it ends. He, he's like in our world, right? Mm-hmm. And he meets Stan Lee, and he's like, "Wow, Excelsior!" I'm like, <laughs> His typical, "Like shoot, mate." His typical Stan Lee. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, Marvel, we're we're done. Batman animated series, yeah, yeah, it's on. Um, but uh, what's it called? I just remember it being like the last episode where Madam Web yeah. is like. I'm going to take you to find Mary Jane. They Apparently, go he, she sounds like Burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be possible. You look at us now. Obviously, this is only an audio. It is not video. We're literally hide our hands, covering our mouths, talking like idiots. You, you, you only learn to adapt the dad. 
See, I, I don't understand. A, I don't understand a word he's saying. Just exactly like in the movie. Oh no, I think I understood every. Actually, the only time I didn't understand when they, when he was choking Batman, he's like, "You underestimated me again, I said it, perhaps. And that, for some reason, that pisses Bane off. Like you see it in the movie, like he like thinks about it, then he just starts like hitting his back and like throws him on the ground. I am the League of Shadows. <laughs> I'm here to fulfill Rise of Ghoul's destiny. <laughs> but um, anywho, um, so we're watching yes. the classic Spider-Man, and uh, just kind of with different ideas. Like you know, I've noticed that for some odd reason, they don't make Spider-Man like as violent. Like with, when I was watching Batman Beyond and like even like Justice League, uh, in Justice League Unlimited and like original Batman and Superman, uh, maybe it's just the way it's done. Mm-hmm. But like. When Wonder Woman punches someone in those Just League episodes, you feel that punch. Mm-hmm. You know, when Spider- Spider-Man just kind of kicks someone a little bit. Yeah, it's just like a side swoop or like he swings down on his web yeah. and just kicks somebody. Yeah, and like it's, so some of the dialogue was kind of corny, but I loved it. Like he webbed up and I, I kind of got... It's still funny. He webbed up these like black bugs or whatever. He's like, I guess I'm hanging out with the homies now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging with the homies. I'm like, oh, like, please. I'm like, Bring in on. the 90s mainstream rap music, <laughs> and not the underground stuff. And like, there's one gig just like, come on, brother, let's fight. And Fireman's like, you're not my brother, you're not heavy. I'm like, I, I never, I, as a, okay, as a black man, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> hey, my brother, if he's heavy, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, Someone give us an answer, internet. Please, please. Um, but, uh, I'm happy about this, like, Brian Michael Bendis coming up with this idea to have more black superheroes and having Spider-Man, because I think when uh, this, uh, oh, God, I forget his name, I think Daryl McDuffie, Daryl McDuffie, he invented Static Shock. It was, it was an okay animated TV series. I thought it was fine. It, I, I liked it. It yeah, was cool. It, I liked it when he got old, like, in the comic books, when he got older, like, in the... Uh, a different dimension kind of thing. Like he yeah. was, he's crazy. Like he's like, word. Yeah, he has all white hair. He's older and he's like super powerful. And he's like blowing everything up and stuff like that. Like he's he's like absolutely nuts. I think yeah, he's in the Warner Brothers was going to do a, you know you know how in Batman Beyond they showed that future Justice League. Mm-hmm. They were gonna do a TV series like that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Based on that Justice League. But they were going to call it Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> uh, but for some odd reason, it just didn't pan out. And I think they just decided, like, hey, you know, Justice League got... Well, I think it was just because, like, they weren't mainstream. Yeah. It's, you know, Batman Beyond, you know, Terry McGinnis, he was an awesome character mm-hmm. in itself, but he it's not Bruce Wayne. Like, people are always going to ask for Bruce Wayne, not Terry McGinnis. Like, when I, when, when I ask you, who's Batman... Who are you gonna Who are you gonna say? Oh, I'm I'm gonna say um. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm gonna say what's it called? Uh, Christian Bale after <laughs> Kevin Conroy. Oh, 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 yeah, Bruce Wayne, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, Bruce Wayne, yeah, of course. Bruce Wayne, yeah, you're not gonna you automatically know? go to like, oh, Terry McGinnis, like. Yeah, I mean, that's not gonna happen. Because because Batman is just so. It's like I think when they were trying when they were when Warner Bros was thinking about when they're doing that Batman vs Superman movie, they're like, should we have. Should we, should we just bring? Should we have uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt come back and just do it? You know, they, there's actually a funny thing um, called uh, a funny channel on YouTube where they make fun of it. Um, it's a uh, it's on the channel. Just some random guy is his name, and he always takes like I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC, 
and they have like that just league meeting, and they're just like, all right, uh, and they're just kind of they're making fun of that, and they have that Batman from from the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> and he's like, all right, uh, so they all they're all there, Superman, Aquaman, and they're like, all right, so who's gonna pay for this watchtower? You're gonna pay for it, right? And they, look, they look at the Batman, and he's like, um, no, I'm not. Wait, wait, aren't you Bruce Wayne? He's like, um, no, that guy's done. I'm actually the guy. <laughs> like, okay, well, don't you, didn't he leave you money? He's like, no, he only left me, like, a, a freaking cave and, like, a, a car. And does anyone, like, know what, what gas I put into? Like, it, it's really funny. <laughs> you know, he says, I, I can't do this on a cop salary and stuff like that. And I think there were, actually, DC was thinking about doing a comic book just to follow him, but it just, like... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you... Yeah, would, would, would you want to follow him, you know? So, so everybody who's tuning in right now, this is Get Off on Geeks podcast. And what I'm up, sitting here with David Crow David Crowson. That's right. Say it in your Bane voice. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. <laughs> night night. Night night. <laughs> this is a PG podcast, David. I'm I'm aware of such things. <laughs> but back to the ultimate Spider-Man experience, and so. How have you found in reception? Do are a lot of people, you know, okay or on board or really enjoying this? Oh, like they man. like the like, idea. At first, to be honest with you, man, I thought I was going to face lots of. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked I haven't faced. Well, maybe I, it's not that big yet. Uh, it's getting there. Um, a lot of people are happy about it. I've gotten a few likes on Facebook from it. The page has gotten a few likes, and I just started the Kickstarter for it. And I'm still trying to figure out the Kickstarter, actually. Where can we find you on, on the Kickstarter thing? Um, right now, I, I, I just submitted it to Kickstarter. They have to review it Okay, so they have to before review it. it can come live. Like They okay. have to like check with um, like Marvel, I think, and like there's like a whole like process. Oh, so if you're if you're doing like a fan fiction kind of thing, yeah, they're gonna like raise process. money and stuff like that. Oh wow! Like, mean, do you have to get permission from from them? I I, I don't because in it I say created by Miles Morales, created by Brian Michael Bendis, Spider-Man, created by Stan Lee. You know, I think I have like a Marvel thing on there, just so I'm just like, and it's a fan film. It's not a Feature film, you know. Like in big bold, it's like fan, fan film. film. For everybody, this is a fan film. Yes, exactly. Say um, it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Fan <laughs> film. Fan <laughs> film. Um, so one spider. One, one man. One man. Two web shooters. Two web shooters. Ethical <laughs> fifth whip. Ethical fifth whip. <laughs> um, Half black. Half Puerto Rican. <laughs> the angriest Spider-Man you'll ever meet. <laughs> but but he can jump high. <laughs> he might be late to movies, though. He might be late. And he's from the Bronx. Actually, he's from Brooklyn, actually. Oh, Brooklyn. Um, but it's just been great. Like, like I, Jamal McCree, he's this really cool, awesome actor. Um, there was another actor I wanted who we were looking at, too. Um, but I, I wanted to work with Jamal because, like, him and I have a good relationship. He's a great actor. Um, and, like, we looked at his really, it's kind of like, he's kind of cool. And my one friend uh, who was trying to help me out with financing was just saying, like, hey, like, I don't think he should be in it. Like, he's, like, too cool to be in. Get this guy. He's more. He's much more nerdier. And I'm like, I'm like well, he's an actor. I mean, you know, like, he can act. And mm-hmm. it's his voice. Like, we'll figure something out. So, I, but, uh I just gave, I met with Jamal, he was like, he was, you know, he was like, alright, he was interested, so I gave him all the comic books that nice. I have, and he like, he's like, dude, like, 
this is this is awesome. Yeah. You know, he like tore through them all. Like, you just is... can't stop with one. Yeah. Like, so if you get like the graphic novel, mm-hmm. or if you just get one comic book, like you just want to continue. You want to see yeah. where his story goes because mm-hmm. Spider-Man was always the oddball mm-hmm. hero. He yeah. was always the hero that wasn't supposed to be, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And in, in all in my eyes, so now this new generation of Spider-Man, I think it's just the one you least expect to be a superhero is a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what makes him, that's what makes him quirky. That's what makes him watchable. Mm-hmm. You know. And like, lovable and, and yeah. also you can relate to it. Yeah. And that's like the that's like the main key in mm-hmm. in Spider Man. He's relatable. Yeah. It's like this thing I was reading about before when I was doing some research on just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's not Superman. He wasn't born to do it. He's not Batman. He hasn't trained to do it. It's like, this dude got bitten by a spider. Radioactive spider. A, a radioactive, or in, in our case, you know, now it's genetically altered spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and he makes a mistake, and he pays the price for it, and now it's, it's on-the-job training. And it kind of it was fun to watch him, like, he's awesome doing his thing, and then he, he makes mistakes. He's like, oh, crap, what do I do? Yeah. And he like, has that reaction. Like, there's this funny thing in, I think, one of the Spider-Man comic books where he, he's using his web shoes for the first time, and he's fighting the Green Goblin, and he throws, the Green Goblin throws him up, like, way up in the air. Yeah. And he's coming back down. He's never swung before. And he's like, okay, okay, uh Please work, please work, please work, please work, please work. And he's like shooting his webs, right? And he shoots his web, and he wants to like stick to the wall. And uh, I think he's like the whole every panel is please work, please work, please work, please work, please work. It's like twenty panels of it. And he jumps down, and he comes up like a trampoline on the webbing. And it's like beautiful. And he's like uh, he saves people, and he's like. I totally just pissed my pants just now. <laughs> I totally just like pissed my tights just now. <laughs> you know, because it's like that's what you would be thinking if you were fighting a giant monster. Even if you have powers, you're, he's still a guy at the end of the day. Yeah, he's still a dude. Like you, you know, know, he could bleed, he could die. There's yeah. still fears. There's yeah. still oh yeah. yeah. And like some people get mad, they say, "Oh look, he cracks jokes." You know, and he even says it. He's like, "Listen, I crack jokes so I can just." That's how I deal with it. <laughs> That's how I deal with it. <laughs> you know? So why is cracking superhero? Yeah, like he has to make himself laugh, you know. Like, and that's I think Stan Lee, when he created, it was around um, like post like World War. One of those wars. <laughs> a war. <laughs> a war. Forgive me for my bad history. It was like the nineteen late 1960s when he came up with it. And when he was actually writing, he just thought of the actual experience of fighting someone. And Stanley, just some of his friends were in the army, and they said, you know, they, they would get mad when they would watch movies with an army, and they're all serious. He's like, no, we were cracking jokes throughout that whole entire time. So you, you can know? cope with it almost. Yeah, in a sense. you know, like so we can have each. If we're like tense, we're gonna shoot someone mm-hmm. by accident. Like it has to be a loose environment. You have to be like on point and alert. But you have to be loose. So I think he took that and integrated that into Spider-Man. That's like, that's what I remember. That's what I remember mostly. I remember like jokes he would make. Like there's a funny thing where he's fighting the Kingpin, and uh, the Kingpin's like, I'm going to like has this. No, it's actually no, not a Kingpin. It's actually Electro, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, I'm probably gonna steal it and put it into this one of the episodes. <laughs> He's fighting Electro. Electro's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna find out who you are. 
and we're going to kill your family. It's like this big, long, epic monologue. So we're going to kill your whole family. We're going to kill you, kid. And so I was like, do you mean that? He's like, oh, yes. He's like, well, you can't get mad at me for doing this. And he, like, kicks a freaking fire hydrant. There's, like, water. And he, like, throws Electro into the water. <laughs> I'm like, you just, it's a great moment. You know, just, just lots of... Brian Michael Bendis, like, did amazing things. And you're, you're trying to emulate, almost, in a yeah. sense. And you're trying to bring an essence to that core. Oh, yeah. To your fan mm-hmm. fan animated series, yeah, I like that fan animated. I'm gonna I'm fan animated. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <His> fan animated, <laughs> fan animated, everybody. Fan animated series. Yeah, like I'm going to like Brian Michael Bendis. He's such such a great writer, first of all, mm-hmm. and he's so good at just. I think he's like the Tarantino of comic books. Cool. That is that's anyway. a lot of praise. Yeah, yeah that's like, a huge one of my favorites because he can just make. He can he takes these extraordinary, like huge, epic characters, and just makes them people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and usually in, in comics you get bored when there's no action or any of that stuff. But just one of the best comic books he ever wrote was when like Peter Parker revealed himself to Mary Jane, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Listen, I'm Spider-Man," and she starts like laughing at him. It's <laughs> like you. You know, like, no one ever suspects Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, the whole entire comic book, the whole entire panel just takes place in Peter Parker's room. But it's, it's a, dude, it is a page-turner. Yeah. Everything, you are, you are, like, with it. You are, like, like You just needed to know, like, after page after page. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. Like every scene is better than, than the last scene. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to emulate that. Like, I'm right now I'm trying to just make this episode with a gang because actually one of his uh, Asian friends mm-hmm. in it. And um, right now I'm just doing stuff with Miles and trying to, like, I'm looking back on, like, what makes it funny. Like, these are just people. These are just, they're, they're guys at the end of the day. Yeah, there's just a bunch of, you know, and you he know just the happens funny to thing be, is? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, being just a human, in general, are mm-hmm. superheroes, and that's what I really love, what's going on now and you know, the hero industry and comics and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what you look like, mm-hmm. who you're dating kind of thing. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I hear, like every comic book is trying to go in the sense of a person is a person. They're saving people, mm-hmm. or they're doing some heroic act. And, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're straight or gay or whatever. And I think that's one of the beauties of comic book is now, in a sense, it's going in the right direction where it's now becoming multicultural and just awesome because now not just one focus group could you know really appreciate it like now mm-hmm. a bunch of focus groups can appreciate it and really enjoy comic books yeah man like Ultimate Spider-Man I think was one of like the highest grossing uh, comics for Marvel and then oh up until they made like X-Men versus Avengers mm-hmm. but um, you know it was just trend like people were like what he's black but you know not just oh he's black they just you know, again, they just made him a guy. Because sometimes in these black superheroes, you see a lot of like, "Hey, yo, I'm, I'm gonna shut you down," you know, <laughs> or like, "I wish I were," because he like the weird hand motions he just did. Right now. <laughs> yeah, like, these are like weird spirit fingers. I don't even know what you were doing. There. <laughs> I was making fun of sta- like I think I, I read oh, static shock. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, sometimes like you you don't believe like like that would never happen. No. Like, or they always have to underline, like, the racial, like, issues mm-hmm. in it. Like, they are black. Like, well, I think, remember Steel? 
Yes. They did steal. Oh yeah. If they, they if they steal. yeah if they had done him right, they should they should just done like a Tony. They should have made him like Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but not without without that same personality. They they could have. There were so many great opportunities that that were that were missed, but they just made one panel where he's he gets like he fights some monster and he's all tired and he changes out. I think that was a big deal at the time in the nineties. Like taxi drivers refused to pick up black people. Like, that was a big thing in the 90s. So they made the entire arc. He's like, taxi! And the taxi, like, speeds past him. It's like, taxi! Taxi speeds right past him. And, like, picks up some, like, white lady, like, a block later. <laughs> like, that was, like, the thing. And you never got to know him. It was just like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a black superhero in my steel armor. And I deal with things. I fight monsters, but I'm black. By the way, I'm black. By the way, I'm black. By the way, I'm black. It's like, oh, like we get it. We know you're black. It's apparent. It's drawn. They, you're, you're inked in, literally, brother. <laughs> you know? So Played by Shaq O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Like, so I just love... What makes me love it is that he's he's well developed. He's awkward, mm-hmm. you know. He's and I like that they have made him like a cool, competent soul brother, you know, with Spider-Man. Like he, Shaft. Yeah, like. He, like you mean my you mean my hero growing up, Shaft? Do 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 boom boom boom. But no, I just <laughs> who is man? No, I just love Shaft. Miles Morales. <laughs> I, I just love the Shut fact that mouth. yes. That he he doesn't know what he's doing and he freaks out sometimes. Like there's one panel where he's like, like one thing that Brian Michael Bendis in the comics he showed beautifully. Um, when Peter Parker finds out he's can do all these things, he's like, "Woo, yeah, woo!" He's like happy as hell and jumping all over the place. When Miles finds out he can do all that stuff, he's freaking out. Yeah, of course. You that know, would be like the normal reaction. Yeah. It's just you've never seen anybody uh, besides like superheroes be able to do like these extraordinary things. Yeah. But then when you yourself find out that you have extraordinary like gifts, it's mm-hmm. in real life you would be like, "This is crazy." Yeah. Like, what is wrong with life yeah. right now? Yeah. And they actually copied the one panel. Like, there's one panel from when Peter Parker was alive, uh-huh. um, when he crawls a wall, he's like, wow, this is cool, and they copy the exact panel, because mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Michael Bendis did it, and it's Miles, and he when he crawls it, it's the final, like, epic, like, uh, giant panel, and he just says, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. And he's like, damn, I, I can't. And he's he, he, like, freaks out and has a panic attack. You know, because his dad is also, like, prejudiced against um, mutants, basically. Yeah. You know, so there's, like, this cool little, like, undertone, Brian Brian Singer, wherever you are, um, (laughs) you know, like, undertones. They even say in the comic book, he's like, kid, if if I ever find out, son, I love you, but if I ever find out you're, like, a mutant, I don't don't know at all. You know, do. it's crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, like they bring like this whole like um, like it's really deep. Yeah, this, yeah. This comic is just you know, it's just like I keep saying, it's just crazy how they continue to write such amazing dialogue mm-hmm. over and over again with awesome storylines and just it's just really cool. Yeah, it's really fascinating. There's even stuff like. You know, Miles is—he's Spider-Man, and some spoiler alert. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. You More know, of those. You know, a monster is attacking the city, and Miles's parents are there, and he has his like Spider-Man mask on and stuff. And he's kind of like a little nervous to like talk to his parents as Spider-Man. Mm. He's like, 
they're, they're going to see right through this. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to know. And, like, that goes into his head. He's, like, he starts talking to them, like, in a British accent. He's, like, what accent? He's, like, he's, he's like he changes his, he tries to change his voice. So he's, like, and he's, like, oh, oh, crap. I've never, like, tried to, like, change my voice. I've just been me. Yeah. <laughs> with a mask on. You don't think head. about it, yeah. You know, he's, like, um, I guess I'll try this out, you know, because that, that that's the kind of stuff that's funny, you know. Like, there's never. It's like the real development mm-hmm. of a superhero of like yeah. how they really would act and how you know, because yeah. like Batman, he's just like I'm rich, yeah. I want to save people. Obviously, yeah. he went through the whole with the you know oh, yeah. League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But but at the end of the day, he's just like, well, I'm just gonna make stuff and I'm gonna fight it. This is like this kid, like he's yeah. a kid and yeah. he's just walking around mm-hmm. going like, well, I guess I gotta do this and I gotta. I don't know. Yeah, I guess man. this works. I mean, like, but you're more than than uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man series that you are. Right. Yeah. Fan, fan, the Fanime. The Fanimated. The Fanimated version. Yes. Uh, actually, I got really busy. Actually, I, I did a play, and um, was really busy with that. And you know, getting, I had a few auditions actually, and got really caught up in the last couple of months, and you know, wasn't writing. As much, and the other actors got you know busy too. Yeah, of course, you We're know, um, need to get a paying job. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and uh, and then I kind of lost track with Kickstarter, but now I think I have some you know refocusing, and I'm getting all the inspiration. John's doing a funny facial expression. Where he's I'm going super sane right he's now. Going full of inspiration. Su- full, su- su- super 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 inspiration. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh. It's, like just getting all like keeping all like um, my mentor uh, Wayne Pretlow said to me he's like listen like there's a saying where you keep all the the plates spinning mm-hmm. you know he's like you're a writer you're an actor you're trying to get money you know so it just takes like again what you said like just start you know you don't like need to know what it is just take the first step. And then after you've taken that first step, you know, you have to kind of organize and plan. you got to climb a cliff, basically. Oh, yeah. That it's first like... step, and then you write it. As soon as you get to the first step, you look up, and you're like, man, this is a crazy cliff I have to climb right now. Yeah, man. Like, I, you always, as, there's this book I've been reading with Wayne Dyer called Wishes Fulfilled. And it just says, you know, for some people, they just, um, they... They, you know, get a job, they pay taxes, they get married, they grow old, they play with their grandkids, and then, then they die. And they said, and that's normal for some people, and that's what they want, mm-hmm. usually. If you wanted that life, you wouldn't be reading this book. Mm. You know, some people, like, you always, I always want to be expanding. You know, I always want to be um, maximizing. I don't want to marginalize. I don't want to be the same David you know, you don't want to keep stagnant. Exactly. I always want to learn something new, and I always want to. No, I'm curious. You know, and, experience. Yes. So you want to experience new things, but at, at the same time, it's like, when do you get? When do you feel comfortable? Or is this a kind of essence that no one should ever really feel comfortable, and everyone should just keep keep growing? Like, is there a form of when you're comfortable? Yeah, for me, <laughs> it's going to sound silly, but, like, when, whenever I'm in, like, a library or a bookstore is when I get my writing done. Mm-hmm. Or That's not it, silly. I do most mm-hmm. of my editing for the podcast, for the video, for the mm-hmm. I do it in the library. Yeah, or, like, yeah, like, Barnes & Noble. Who goes know. to libraries anymore? <laughs> well, I know Who it sounds does that? super, duper cliche, but, like, you know, coffee shops for some strange reason. And I, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I when when I first I wrote the first eleven pages actually of the Ultimate Spider-Man, like the first like episode. I wrote the first like few pages um, uh, at a coffee shop and on a pen and like my notebook, you know. And I got like I it just I kept going. Mm-hmm. I got one page down. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Then I'm like, well, I have three hours to kill, you know. And I just like got so much done, you know. I think taking time to be by yourself because this is the generation that is kind of afraid to be alone. I think. Yeah. You know, like. Because right now you're connected to your your phone, you're connected to your. Uh, we're connected right now. <laughs> yeah, we're it's connected like, right now. You know, like through the internet. You know, just to take time, just to, you know, turn your life off for two two to three hours and get to know yourself. You know, sometimes that can be scary for some people just to be alone and to be by yourself. But that's when you find out who the individual is. You know. Do you think that a lot of people are actually afraid of finding who they are? Because with so many distractions like technology and, and whatnot and, and Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. that you don't get a sense of you don't grow up with a sense of who you are. Yeah, I think when I was younger I thought of myself as a very serious person. I thought yeah, Van Dam. Yeah, like I thought I was like a dead serious Matt Damon S like army guy like because I was very I'm, I am very serious about my, about my arts and my work I'm very serious about that um, but uh what's it called but I, when I went to acting school and stuff like that and my teachers could like look at me they're like I mean we know you're serious but you're you're a silly person <laughs> like you're, you're you're kind of a nerd aren't you like you you you're you're funny and, that, and that's okay. You know, but I was like, no, I must be the serious, intense Leonardo DiCaprio actor. It's like you can be that too, but we're trying to find out who you are. Yeah. You know, it, the self-discovery journeys—they're not fun. Oh no, they're not fun. And a lot of people go, you know, through teenage years finding mm-hmm. who they are. That's how it used to be. I feel like it's been pushed up. Like you really don't start finding yourself until you're like mid, late 20s, even early 30s, you're trying to, you're still figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. So the, the more that you're jumped at the chance and the more mm-hmm. that you're okay with being by yourself and, and reflecting on really who you are, I think that's a... People need to be doing that more more often. Yeah, like I think people should spend two to three hours with just themselves. Yeah. You know, like I think right right now I, I came back home to visit my family Um and, you know, my nephew, my mom, my sisters are all there, and it's a crowded place, and they were gone today. And I was so happy. I love them to death, but I was so happy they were gone for, like, most of the afternoon because I could, like, sit down, I can write, I can do my little submissions, I could laugh at some things and know that, oh, like, well, this is for me. You know, so many artists, so many, or just people, you're trying to find gratification or satisfaction or validation coming from outside, out there. It has to start from within. You have to win within in order to win outside, you know? Um, but in, in a weird sense, is you know, you also need to be comfortable with other people and still have oh, a of sense course. of yourself. Yeah. But I think when you're by, for me, for, but this is for me. Everyone else is different. Obviously, we're all different. Yeah, obviously. Like, for me, when I kind of loosen up, you know, when I find out who I am inside, when I'm in public... I just like feel this weird like it's easy, you know, because I think when when I was nervous about like 
acting in front of people. It's because I didn't know who I was. I wasn't comfortable telling the truth mm-hmm. or someone else, someone else's truth because I didn't know my own truth. Yeah. You know, so when you find out your own truth, you know, and, you're, and you, you, get, you gain your own self-confidence, but then, then you can do that with communities of people. Your confidence even grows. So right mm-hmm. now I think I'm trying to, like, rebuild and refine, you know, community and finding, like, a, um, a tribe, as it were. Yeah. You know, my tribe of writers, my tribe of directors, my tribe of actors, you know, because I think that's when I'm at my happiest. I love my family, but I'm, you know, I can really be myself when I'm around other uh, creative people. And it's good for me to be around artists who do different things that, that, it, that aren't acting, you know. Like, I think I've learned a lot from painters, you yeah, know. And, all forms of media mm-hmm. is everyone creates. It doesn't, it, how you express creativity, and it's so, you can always learn something about your own craft through someone who's not in the same media or medium as your own craft. Yeah. Um, because in, in a few weeks, I'm going to be actually interviewing a sculptor. Awesome. From Philadelphia. Awesome, uh, man. Yeah, Kayla McCormick. Uh, go check her out. She had an exhibit in Philadelphia. Oh, interviewing Kayla McCormick? Yeah. I'm in school with Kayla. Yeah, she's from Votech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, awesome, man. Tell her I say what's up. So, well, um, can I be there for that? I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, we'll let her know. I'll call her. Yeah, I'll call her. Like, can, 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 can this Negro attend? <laughs> <laughs> can this obvious Obama vote attend? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. But yeah, you're interviewing Caitlin, the sculptor. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. She just had a you know whole thing. But I'm saying you get to learn from all these other form of, of people, and it's just it's great that uh, I've learned so many different things from video game developers, from other actors, from you know writers, from so- from lyricists who write songs and create music. Yeah, yeah. Or dancers, if their yeah. performance is like it's, you just learn cool things just yeah. by talking about, just by doing this. Yeah. And mainly, this is what the whole podcast is about: is just mm-hmm. talking to different people. But back to the the point of self discovery, mm-hmm. man. Like some people get have it rough to self discover. Like myself, I had it really rough. Oh yeah. I found some really some not so good things in my life, and and kind of just spiraled out of control for a little bit. But when you hit rock bottom, it's kind of like that's when you know uh, really a sense of who's there for you still, uh, you know, like family and, and friends and stuff like that that are, are always going to be there even for the hard times. And then I was fortunate enough that I had somebody with me at the time, you know, my girlfriend at the time who explored with me myself. Like she, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it's you're exploring yourself, but she was the one who pointed these things out that I needed to self-discover, mm-hmm. which is absolutely amazing because that elevates your craft as well. As, it does, like, as an actor, you mm-hmm. probably feel more elevated. And me as a writer, I have more things to write about, and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable writing, and I feel comfortable directing other people because I'm okay with myself. Yeah, exactly. There's um, something my, my, my mentor, one of my mentors, uh, Ray, Ray Arana, he's a great director, Writer who passed away a few years ago, he said to me, he "Sorry was, to hear that, man." Ah, oh, yeah, sorry. He, he had he lived, you know. He was in, he was in Die Hard. He was in like a bunch of TV shows. He was on Broadway. He he lived his life. Um, he directed me in a few like professional regional plays, um, and he just said to me, "We were just rehearsing. I was struggling." He kept on giving me direction. I kept on doing it over and over again. I wasn't getting it, mm. and I was kind of feeling like, "Man, I suck." As an actor, you know, like actors face that like 
we have to do it again and again and again. You think you know something's wrong with you, but it's not. You're just trying to figure something out. You know, it's part of the process. And I was like in pain, like emotional pain. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of dramatic, but you know, as an actor, when you're insecure, you want to do a good job. Well, um, what are your thoughts about actors having a certain level of insecurity, and that's why they're actors? What do you say to that? Because you know you've you definitely heard this before. Well, I, I think the funny thing is about that, like, if you're insecure, you can't act. Like, the the, the biggest problem... The, the, the biggest problem uh, Meis, Sanford Meisner said about actors, he said the biggest problem with actors is they're, in, they're not confident and they don't listen. And the whole basic of the Meisner technique is to get actors to be confident and to listen. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like... Maybe. I haven't really thought of it like that. Because you have to be comfortable in public with thousands of people watching you. Be, like, yourself with someone else's text. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's horrifying. <laughs> that's horrifying to, you know... But, you know, I, I get this charge out of it for some strange reason. You know, um... But uh, back to what Ray said, he said, you know, artists can't grow without pain. Yeah. You well, just, that's, that's a motto for every human, I feel yeah. like. It. Yeah, humans can't grow without pain. I also kind of had to take it on the back where I'm like, hey, man, people can't grow without love either. Yeah. You know, like... Without emotions. Yeah, yeah, without experience. Positive, negative, yeah. neutral mm -hmm. emotion, whatever it is, mm -hmm. anything, everything is an experience. Yeah, and like, those experiences shape you into something else. Like, Ben Affleck... I never thought that Ben Affleck would be like the the it director mm -hmm. of our age now. Like you watch it, really, you never think, oh, that guy's gonna win Oscars for like writing and directing or something like that. It'd be like the it guy or be Batman, but that's a whole another thing. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? Actually, I love Ben Affleck. I love him as a director. I love him as a writer. I think he's good as an actor. But well, like when I first heard it. I was so like set on like on like someone just show up to Christian Bale's house with like seventy million dollars, you know. <laughs> pay him whatever he wants. Pay him it. whatever he wants. Like I was like because in, in my head it, it's it only happened a year ago. Yeah, it's only been a year. <laughs> like Christian Bale is Batman in my mind. They've instilled that for the previous three installments. Yeah, like obviously you're gonna yeah. think that well one so close. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's. It's not like a James Bond thing where you can just be like, all right, now we have a new... Like, it's it's different. Or a Doctor Who or, thing. Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> or a Doctor Who thing. Yeah, I can't just drop it. Like, he, it's definitive. He is Batman. And Christopher Nolan, they did amazing things together. But, so now, actually, if, if, if it was a different writer-director team, I would be a little bit more confident. If, it, if this was Chris Nolan doing it, I'd be like, okay, he can find something. Because Christopher Nolan cast people that you would never think could deliver. Like, I remember when... Like he's doing an Interstellar. Yeah. Like, that crew and cast is... Yeah, like, you have Topher Grace is in there, and... Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. Well, Matthew, he's had a stretch. He, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, like, rocking the shit yeah. right now. Um, but even... Or if it was David Fincher directing it, you'd be like, okay, he can bring something out of, you know, so he can bring a performance out of someone and elevate them. Mm -hmm. Like, Gary Oldman is a great actor, but everyone was like, Commissioner Gordon? 
Like, I remember people being like, he, he won't make a good Commissioner Gordon. So first photo comes out, he looks just like Commissioner Gordon. It was crazy. In year one. It was crazy. Yeah, that was like the biggest controversial casting. And same with Christian Bale. Well, I think people are crazy because if you watch American Cycle, I'm like, that's Bruce Wayne's mentality, despite right. like the murdering stuff. You know, it's He's all the opposite that. end of the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's uh, it's uh, obviously with Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. That was the biggest one. Everyone, that internet blew up. I was even like, I'm like, I I think he'll be fine, but he'll make him like calm. I know. I was all, yeah. I was very vocal about it. Oh, I was yeah. just like, I can't believe from ten things I hate about you and all the, the pit. What is that? Like what? But Heath I think Ledger. For, with that, we at least had like, okay, he did broke back and he got an Oscar nomination. That was. That was his like new like I'm a, I'm a character actor now. Like I'm serious. I'm serious. Like I knew he could be a serious, but I'm like I just, I never saw it. I was I was campaigning for what's his name from uh what's his name Chris. I was campaigning Crispin Glover really hard that year, and I was campaigning Sean Penn really hard that year. You know, even Sam Rockwell. And I think Jamie Foxx wanted to be it at the time. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. Not an Iron Man too, but he's no, awesome. No, 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 he was uh, awful. He's awesome in Ninja Turtles, though. He was in Ninja Turtles. <laughs> John's doing a funny dance right where you can't see it. <laughs> can't see me, Internet. Can't see me now, huh? Yeah. Hey. But, uh, I don't know. I just... Uh, I love Ben Affleck, but I, I just... I have trouble... I have trouble... I'm like, what, what voice is he going to do? Is in my head. I'm like, it better not be Daredevil. Um, <laughs> Daredevil too. Yeah, and plus what? What also? Well, I'm also no, concerned I've, about. He definitely matured as an actor. Oh yeah, he's matured as an actor, right. but it's like, can he, he? For for this, people think, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, no, he he has to bring all of his A game and more. We just saw Christian Bale, like, make turn that turn be he turned Batman into poetry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he turned Bruce Wayne into like I'm like if Bruce Wayne really existed, that's what he would be like. We just came off of that movie, so the actor that's going to follow that either has to be at that level or above it. And by above it, I am going to make a bold statement right now. If the only other actor I could see playing Batman besides Christian Bale, he would never do it because he would only just do one movie and that would be it. Is Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> like, give, if someone approached him like, "Listen, we want you to be in Batman vs Superman as an older, more experienced Bruce Wayne," he would say yes to it. He would train his ass off, and he would be the most intimidating Batman in the world. Oh yeah, definitely. But he would not do. He would not. Sign like a seven-picture deal to be in three more Batman movies and three more Justice League movies. He 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 ain't gonna do it. Ain't about that. It ain't, he he's like I, I give you one performance and then I give you another performance. Like like that's it. That's it. It's an open and shut case on the day. Like I, I so that was my whole mentality. Then when I heard Ben Affleck, I'm like I thought it was a joke. I think I was with um a, a, I was with a girl I was talking to at the time. And she was sick, and it was so funny. Like she was really sick, and I was feeding her while she was sick. And then like my phone was like vibrating. I'm like, what the hell? And like I just look on Facebook. And it's like 111 of your friends mentioned Ben Affleck in Batman. I'm like, what? What's going on? Like is Ben Affleck directing like the next Batman trilogy? Like what's going on? I'm like, what? <laughs> like I dropped the food that I was feeding her. I was I was feeding her kale chips, and I was like. Bam! I just dropped it. I was like, "Babe, <laughs> Ben Affleck is Batman." And she was, she was like, "What the?" F <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" 
like, like had her mouth. Shut your mouth. She had a mouthful of kale. Was like, what kind of casting is that? Like freaked out. Um, but are you gonna see the movie at the end of the day? Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. So I, I have problems with that. Like. I have a little bit of hope because they've changed the writing team. Mm, yeah. They brought in the writer from Argo who won an Oscar to rewrite the, the movie. And you know, and I'm like, hmm, the writer of Argo that Ben Affleck directed is rewriting the script for Batman vs. Superman. So do you really think Ben Affleck's gonna have more than meets the eye? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's he's like I'm I'm sure David Goyer, you're a great idea man who's who wrote Man of Steel. And co-wrote, you know, there's a reason why he co-wrote, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. He wasn't the full-on writer, because Christopher Nolan knows his shit. And Jonathan Nolan, like, if this was, if Zack Snyder was, I, I, I really mind him as like a director. When he has a great solid script, he will shoot the hell out of it. I don't, I don't think he. Talks to his actors much personally. <laughs> I think he just points and kind of communicates a little bit. They have these behind-the-scenes photos of him like talking to his actors, but I think that's just for show, so he can look like a good director. Um. Uh. But like, cause you can tell in the performances. I'm like, they just did one take and moved on. <laughs> like. Uh, if the script is solid, the actors won't need direction. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to just do it, and he will capture an awesome moment. Um, I kind of blame that movie. I, I liked Man of Steel. I didn't love Man of Steel. I liked it a lot. I liked it too. I yeah, didn't, I, it was okay. Yeah, I didn't. I think it wasn't spectacular. Yeah, it wasn't. I think it's a good start. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, certain things are just like <laughs> no Batman Begins though. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I think it tried to be like with the flashbacks, mm -hmm. which I I liked that. You know, I love. They gave Superman kind of a heart, but the mm -hmm. actor didn't really show the heart. Really, I thought he was good. I I liked him a lot actually. I thought I I dare say I think he's one. He's going to be, be a great Superman and grow to be a great Superman. Like I hope the second film. You know, I hope he he grows and continues to grow and become a great actor in yeah. the sense of really mm -hmm. understanding Superman. Mm -hmm. And with his battle versus Batman, because that's at the end of the day, it's Batman versus Superman, which is awesome. And mm -hmm. if you read the comic books, it's always a really crazy epic fight. Yeah, but also like it's a crazy. But we all know they team up, you know, yeah. halfway through, yeah. which makes for like hilarious and awesome like character moments. You know, there's a great moment where like um, Batman and Superman. We're fighting this guy named Metallo, who's made out of kryptonite, mm -hmm. and Metallo shoots Superman with a kryptonite like bullet. So Batman has to carry Superman in the sewers, like they're getting away with it. And just like this is four pages of dialogue of just hilarious, <laughs> like t like Batman's like like kind of quick, and Superman's kind of grounded, and well, they're both just the way they're going back and forth, you know. And Batman's carrying like Superman, so like that, and Superman's like. What happened to Magpie? This kind of like knockoff character, and Batman's like she died, and like Batman like knows all this information. Like, <laughs> like she died on like August 11, 2011, you know, and he, he's like, um, he's like, oh man, she died really? He's like, yeah, she's dead. Like these are just two guys talking, and he he shoot man says to him, he's like, man. 
how come all the bad villains are, are dead and all the good villains are still alive? And by good villains, he means, like, Lex Luthor and the Joker. And Batman, I think it's whole Batman just says to Superman, he's like, Clark, what the hell are good villains? <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> come on, man. There's no such thing as a good villain. Shut up. <laughs> and he's like, He's like, you need to lose your sense of humor, Clark. He's like, you should either. Clark's like, you need to gain one. <laughs> so, you know, like, those moments are awesome in between the action. So we hope we hope something like that is going to happen. Yeah, these are Superman. interesting people to have. Not just like it's Batman. It's, these are interesting people. Exactly. To, they're characters yeah. that are, you know, on their own, they're mm-hmm. amazing. But when you team up with them oh, as yeah. people, it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. That's... But David, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's David Cronson, everybody. I'm David Cronson. David Cronson. <laughs> like Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, fanimated. <laughs> no, I'm gonna change the fan-animated. the fanimated. The fanimated series. Hashtag fanimated. Hashtag fanimated series. You can follow me, David Cronson, on Facebook. I am an actor, <laughs> um, and a writer. I've been a little bit busy with my acting career, but look out for me. And a few upcoming projects. Twitter and Vine. At Twitter and Vine. I'm on Vine, and I'm um, also writing a, a film. At about... D. Crownson. Yes. Yep. Right. I'm writing two movies. We forgot to mention that because it's not really nerdy or anything. One film was about my experience as a server in restaurants. I'm making mm-hmm. fun of the Butler and Twelve Years a Slave. So I'm tired <laughs> of all these. Uh, I, they're all good movies, but I'm tired of all these black suffering movies. So this movie's called The Server. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have the help, you have the Butler. I have the server. All right. Coming at you sooner or later. But yeah, yeah. thank you, David. Thank you, John. Yeah, anytime you want to be on the show, this has been so much fun. Yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you. This is great, passionate talk. Get off my lawn, you geeks. Get off my lawn, you geeks, podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, obviously, on Twitter, on Google Plus. Again, you can find me personally at Genobi87 on Twitter. You can find Brandon Nerds Beware. That's also Twitter and Amanda at Star Princess 1988 on Instagram. And everybody out there who is listening. Uh, Raul, one of our guest hosts who was in a few of the podcasts, has his own podcast now on JenobiProductions.com, Video Game ER, where they point all the faults and, and great things about video games and how they can fix it. So follow there. He has uh, an amazing host, Chris the Walrus. Wallace, you could follow him there, and it's already getting a lot of buzz, so get prepared. Episode 1 is already on Joby Productions. It's going to be on iTunes, and after this episode, you could also find this on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, David. It was just so much fun having you again on the show, and I'll definitely tell Caitlin that you said hello. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.